just setting the stage here, once again, you've been driving for dollars, you located a property, uh, you did some skip tracing to find the seller's information. The primary piece of data, what are we looking for here? Their phone number. Phone number. Right? You've got the phone number. Now, this is where most people clam up a little bit. Okay? They, they freak out. What uh -oh. am I going to say oh, no. if what, I get this guy on the phone? What, what if he doesn't like me? What right. does mean? Right. Okay. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're pitching offers accurately, they're not supposed to like you. Uh oh, okay. Right? And I want to shoot through that. They shouldn't hate you, don't misunderstand, but you're providing an option that ultimately results in them getting less money for the house than they could if they fix it up. The only reason they're going to like you in the end is because they will find you to have solved a problem they did not know how to solve on their own. Okay, but the numbers should come in low enough that they rethink it a little bit. Okay, because if they go in and you offer a number like sold, you went too high. <laughs> okay. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back, my deal hunters. This is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thank you, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Recording, recording live from our downtown Denver studios with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's the haps, Jay? Uh, what's going on today? Oh, what am I thinking? Oh, you know what? I am, uh, after all of the... Uh, sedentary lifestyle and staying at home that COVID has brought us. Yes. I am, you know, continuing to ramp up my fitness regimen. So, you know, I've been doing my push-ups, sit-ups, getting back in the gym. Love it. Getting a new gym shoes so I can have, like, you know, lots of traction. So and I you can look good. It. You got to uh, look good. I mean, you know, yeah, I definitely want, and that's That'll happen. But, you know, I definitely <laughs> got to do that. But you know, it's more about functionality and, good. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being responsible this time. So good I'm looking for forward to get back into it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so tough. I, mean, I definitely put on the COVID, you know, weight for sure. I'm feeling it. And um, I'm, not, I'm not proud of that. And I'm trying to work that off. But it's like... Like you said, sedentary lifestyle, man. You're sitting around a lot right now, and you just you shouldn't be. You, know, you could get out there. You could drive for dollars. You can do that. You could, uh, you know, get on the phone, do some prospecting. Prospecting, and then once you get off the phone prospecting, you can go, uh, you know, maybe set up that appointment so you can meet them in person, right? The point is you got to do something. Right. Right? And that, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the thing. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. As always, we start with a news article. Today, uh, Realtor Magazine reports housing inventory shortages stymie foreign buyers too. Hmm. Now, here, here's a, a very uncommon thing that people don't know, okay? Foreign buyers purchase a lot of homes. Like, as in people who are not U.S. citizens purchase a lot more real estate than you would think. Okay, and and a lot of it recently has been coming from China, which is, you know, cool and frightening at the same time. And I'm not. This is not an anti-Chinese debate. It's a. It's a. We have to be generally concerned when, or we have to understand when another country's buying up a lot of the local real estate. Something is going on, right? right. If they're if they're not buying in their own land and going, man, that U.S. market. That's where I want to be. Something's going on, good or bad. I don't know if it's positive or negative. It's just something you got to monitor, okay? Right. But recently, 
16% fewer homes were purchased by foreign buyers uh, since uh, April to March of 2020. So a significant decrease. And the reason they're citing is a housing inventory shortage. Okay, so on that same token where the argument is made that a lot of people, foreign buyers, are coming in and buying up our real estate, we should be interested in that. We should also be interested in the fact that they're seeing the same problem that we are where there's not as much stuff available, and when there's a housing inventory shortage, prices go way up. As a result, a lot of them are opting out of buying here. It was a significant jump. 16% is a very large number when you talk about a market the size of real estate. To see a 16% decrease in the international buyers is huge. Okay, What do we do with that information? Are we overbought right now? Is there too much? I mean, are we in an inventory shortage pretty much everywhere? Absolutely. Is that inventory shortage going to get worse? Probably. And here's why. Okay, As it sits today, we're still in the midst of the coronavirus virus crisis, and obviously the majority of this show, I mean, we've been around a while, but the majority of it has been during the coronavirus system, okay? It snuck up on us this year, man. It grabbed us, man. So here we are dealing with that. This is not a normal market in any sense of the word, okay? This is definitely an abnormality. This is not what we're expecting or what anybody wanted, but you have to adapt to the market the way it is, not the way that you hope it is. Okay. The stock market's also moving up and down based on coronavirus news. You have to react to that news. As always, the advice here in the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast is you want to buy stuff below market all the time. Right. Because right? we don't buy houses here. We buy deals, like as a rule. Right. But now you need to be particularly sensitive to the fact that you're buying a deal. Okay. Because if the foreign guys have pulled out, they're analyzing macroeconomic data. At a very large scale, okay, right, and they're determining that you, you the only place this market can go from here is down, right, and, and we talked about that on a previous show, but I think that's very true, as true today as it ever has been. It can only head down from here, so. I don't want you to freak out about that, okay? In, in lieu of that, I want to tell you that the opportunity is knock, knock, knocking on your door right now. Okay? And if you want to take advantage of that opportunity, you simply have to know how to act in a market where the international buyers have already figured out there's a problem. Okay? Don't panic. Adapt. That is so important. Okay? So my advice to you is go out there and find a deal. In a previous episode, we spoke of going out and doing driving for dollars as a way to find motivated seller leads. Note, note I added motivated seller leads, okay? Because we are not in the business here on the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast of talking to sellers. We're in the business of talking to motivated, motivated. sellers, right? Motivated. Or at least finding out that they're motivated because that's right. critical, right? And if you're a deal hunter then you are out there looking for motivated sellers. So you're driving for dollars. You locate what feels like a motivated seller based on the fact that you found an antiquated property. The lawn was overgrown. It had a bunch of issues on it. You're pretty sure nobody's lived there for the better part of a year or two. And now you're trying to figure out what the seller's trying to figure out what to do with it. You've identified a motivated seller, right? Or who you believe to be anyway. What happens next? Well, today, we're going to talk about the first phone call with that motivated seller. And just to really, you know, kick it gangsta style, we're going to do a little bit of uh, role-playing today, Ooh, discussing. Right. And Jonathan's going to play the bullheaded motivated seller. Hey, all right. And I'll I'm going to play the, uh, the wannabe wholesaler trying to get a deal put together. 
right? right? Now, I want to note we're going to be throwing some fictional, fictional numbers out there because we want to create a full picture. But I can tell you, generally speaking, you want to try to avoid getting into numbers until you're actually at the property. Okay, I am going to do numbers on the role playing call because I want you guys to hear this this thing all the way through. But you're going to want to quote numbers in real time at the property after you've seen it, because otherwise you may overpay, which is obviously the goal. And you may underbid it. Right. You may go so low that other investor can comfortably go much higher than you. Pricing is a art form as much as it's a science, okay? So you have to understand why you're pricing it where you are. Dealhunter.io can help you with that through the PropStream software. You can get some information on how to price the property, but how you present that price is critical, and we're going to talk about that by doing our role-playing session today, all right? So just setting the stage here, once again, you've been driving for dollars, you located a property, uh, you did some skip tracing to find the seller's information. The primary piece of data, what are we looking for here? Their phone number. Phone number. Right? You've got the phone number. Now, this is where most people clam up a little bit. Okay? They, they freak out. What oh. am I going to say oh, no. if what, I get this guy on the do? phone? What, what if he doesn't like me? What right. does mean? Right. Okay. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're pitching offers accurately, they're not supposed to like you. Oh, okay. Right, And I want to shoot through that. They shouldn't hate you, don't misunderstand, but you're providing an option that ultimately results in them getting less money for the house than they could if they fix it up. The only reason they're going to like you in the end is because they will find you to have solved a problem they did not know how to solve on their own. Okay, But the numbers should come in low enough that they rethink it a little bit. Okay, Because if they go in and you offer a number like sold, you went too high. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm shooting straight with you because you need to shoot low enough that you're going to offend them a little bit. That's the only way to make money here, guys. This is a business, right? When you're trading in your car at the local car dealership and you know, you know, this car is worth thirty grand, and the salesman looks you in the eye and says, "Your trade-in value is twenty-one." What? Exactly, Hold on, man. Are you, are you out of your mind, right? But how many people take that deal? <sighs> Give me the money. Give me the money because I just want that new car. Right? I don't want to deal with this. I want to go through this. That's the mindset that you're dealing with when you're dealing with a motivated seller. They know in their heart of hearts they could get more for it, but they really just want to solve this problem right now. The very essence of a motivated seller is they got a problem that you can help them to solve. Okay? They want to sell. They need to sell. They've got some reasons behind it. Not a guy who's just Joe Schmo. I'm a retail seller. We need Joe Schmo retail seller. Okay? If everybody was a motivated seller, it would drive the market into the pit. We don't want that. We need a retail buyer and seller to continue to allow for this profit margin to exist. But as an investor, you're looking for the motivated guy in between. Okay. okay. Good. Set the stage. Are we good with that? I think we're good. All right. So what's going to happen is I'm going to go ring, ring. Uh, Jonathan's going to pick up. We're going to take it as if I'm calling a motivated seller who I found on a driving for dollars lead and see where it goes from there. You ready? All right. Let's do it. All right. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, did I wake you up? Yeah, it is. It is my day off, so I had been sleeping. But at three o'clock in the afternoon, that, that's fascinating. Okay, yeah, listen, Donnie Cora overnight, man. Hey, don't 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 question my schedule. <laughs> What's going on, man? How can I help st- you? I love that we're singing character here. I'm so, obstinate. <laughs> hey, my name is Donnie Cora. I'm looking for Jonathan Winston. Is, is this Mr. Winston? This is he. Jonathan, Donnie Corum here. I was calling in regards to your property at 1234 Main Street in Denver, Colorado. 
Um, do you still own that property? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, what's up? Hey, so I'm, I'm an investor here in town, and I was calling because we're looking to buy a couple of properties right there in your neighborhood. Okay. Your property kind of came up as we were looking around. Looks like it's got some work there. Are, is that a rental for you? Do you currently still live in the property, or what, what's the status of the occupancy there? Uh, so it, it had been an inherited property. Okay. Um, so I don't actually live in Denver anymore. When I got it, I did, but I was like in the process of moving. Uh, so I figured I knew some people there. Uh, right. I could... I could um, you know, rent it out. Uh, so for the last few years, it's been a rental property. Um, kind of had you know ups and downs with it, but sure. um, yeah, I still own it. So I'm trying to figure something out with it now. Yeah, listen, I, I'm glad we connected then because I think I can help you out there. I don't, I don't. It's not a rental anymore. How long has your tenant not been in the property? Because it's clearly vacant now. Uh, man, I you know we the last people moved out probably about uh, maybe like a year and a half ago. Wow. And, and like we, I was looking for new people and tried to do a whole bunch of things, but it was just, it just became too much of a hassle trying to get somebody else in there with the candidate. So, hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is, you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas. But one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payment to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Yeah, I totally understand. It's so hard to manage a rental from so far away, you know, and I think a lot of uh, landlords like you get in this situation where being a distance landlord just isn't fun. Am I right? I mean, it's not, it's not as convenient as it could be. And then you try to find people that can help you out while you're there, but uh, that's a hit or miss as well. So Absolutely. Well, listen, what we do, I, I with this investment firm, and what we do is we pay cash for properties. So if we can work out a deal on this particular property, here's what's neat about this. No showings, no real estate commissions, no closing costs. We can close on the date of your choice and you can just you're going to get a check for this property based on what we negotiate no questions asked and the neat thing about it is we can get this deal done in seven to ten business days generally if we could come up with a price that would work for you jonathan would that would that interest you to find out you know what you could get for the property in cash today i mean it would interest me but uh, that all sounds really really good you know when Something sounds too good to be true. They usually say it is. So Absolutely. And I, I, I could totally see how you'd feel that way, Jonathan. I can tell you here, we're not looking to uh, to you know, rip your face off on this or anything. We just we need to buy two more properties as an investment group in the area. We rehab those properties, and then we sell them on the market. So ultimately, it increases the property value of the neighborhood. And it's going to solve a real quick problem for you because you don't have to deal with anything else related to inspection items or showings, et cetera. What do you owe on the property today? What's your current... Uh, the mortgage balance on it. Do you know um, offhand? Let me see. Uh, I'd say maybe, maybe like a hundred thousand more. 
Okay. I'm, I'm getting close to paying it off, not too not That's too awesome. Far. So you've got quite a bit of equity in the property. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's I've had it, you know, for, like I said, for a few years, and it was already, you know, mostly a good portion of it was paid off when I got it. So, yeah. That's great. Good for you. Good for you. Well, you know, we want to capture that equity because the problem with equity, we refer to equity you can't access as debt equity, right? It's nice uh, to have, okay. but if you can't access, it's not doing you a ton of good. So if you could free up that cash, you know, we don't know the numbers just yet. I got to see the property, but if you could free up the cash on the property, what would you do with that money? You know, if you suddenly had an extra 100, 150 grand, you know, would you invest that? Well, what would be your plan for something like that? Uh, I mean, you know, really, for a while, real estate was going cool. So, um, I mean, if I could find a good investment and in some good properties, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a good landlord to take care of stuff, you know, I can maybe invest it, but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it. Sure. Maybe, maybe, maybe take myself out somewhere, vacation, who knows? That's what but, I'm talking about, but man. But I, you know, I would definitely appreciate 150000 or however, however much money, you know, we, we could get from it. I'd, I'd appreciate it a little bit extra. Absolutely. Have you been tracking the market at all? Do you know what the property's worth in full retail condition? I, I, I don't know if you've seen it recently. It's not in full retail condition right now. But if I mean, it were fixed up, what do you think it's worth? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it hasn't been, you know, used for a while, but I wouldn't say it's too bad. It's but, not terrible. But if I had to say, man, ah, shoot, maybe like 650 The last, the last when I looked at it last year when we had the people out, it was right around like in the 600? 600, 650. And I mean, uh, I'm sure there's only a couple things to get it. You know, maybe I can get the most for it I could. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I, I, I want to shoot straight with you. I'm going to send you some photos of it because I was just out there. And I, I think it may need a little bit more work than you think. I, you know, the problem with having tenants when you're at a distance is you can't really monitor what they're doing to the property. Um, I don't think they trash the place by any means, Jonathan, but it definitely is going to need some work. And uh, the good news is, again, you're talking with an investor right now. So assuming we find a deal, you're not going to have to do any work on this property at all. Uh, you're just going to get some money out of it, be able to move on to your next project. I would agree with you to some degree um, that the property probably is worth in the early 600 range if it were in tip-top shape based on the comps that we ran. I'm going to send you some of those as well so you can see what the retail comps are. Generally speaking, my investment group and I like to buy property at 70% of the purchase price minus repairs. So that's just a, a general number, okay? So just real quick, let's assume for the sake of numbers, the property is worth 600000 Okay. today, okay, if you were to fix it up. We're going to go 70% of that. Real quick math on that gets us to 420. And I would tell you with some degree of confidence, it's going to take a good 40 to 50 grand to get it fixed up. You know what I mean? You said you owe about 100,000 on right. it today? Right. All right. So today as it sits with that net offer, and again, I'm just, I'm really just kind of spitballing. I need to get into the property, walk into it, get a better feel for what the rehab budget is. But as it sits today, if you owe a hundred on it and we can pay like just below, you know, 375, 380 for the property based on those quick numbers I gave you, you're going to be walking out in about a week to 10 days with a check for about $280,000, 270 to 280. Again, please don't hold me to that number. I don't know that that's the case. I just want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time and not wasting our time. If you were to get a check for 270 to 80 on this property within the next seven to 10 business days, would you entertain something like that if you can make this problem go away? And if you can do something like that, you know, you'll definitely have a, a listening ear um, from, your, from your boy over on this side. So, um, love you know, it. Let's, let's, let's see what's going on. You know, uh, you know, you're just the guy who just called me. So, you know, I definitely got to make sure I do my do research you, as well. But check this I, out. I, 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 like, I like what you're saying so far. So let's, let's see what's going on. Excellent. Excellent. And listen, I, I want to shoot straight with you. Either the number's going to work for you. We don't do high pressure here. 
Um, we are just very big on providing you the numbers, what we can offer the property as investors who are looking to make money on this deal. We want to make sure you get a fair offer for it and that we can make a profit. And provided we can hit both of those things, hopefully we can do some business. So what I'm going to do next is get the access to it. How would I get inside of the property uh, if you have a lockbox on it or should I get a locksmith to get in? What's the best way to access the home? Uh, so I do have like, uh, like a, an aunt that lives uh, in Denver. She, I, she's been holding on to the keys while it's been vacant. Okay. Kind of like checks on it every once in a while. I'm, I, I would have hoped it would have been in better condition, but I can get in, get a hold of her Perfect. and uh, you know connect you two and then get you out there into it. I love it. And scene. Okay. So, so here's the thing, guys. And I, I want to I wanna get enough time on the show to go over what just happened here. We have to determine what the guy's motivation on the property is, right? And, and we went, what I was looking for is, is money what you're looking for, is convenience what you're looking for. And Jonathan did a good job in being obstinate. Yeah, the, the reality is, is sellers are not going to lay down and go, oh, my God, please buy my property at a discount. Thank right. you, right? You're, you're looking to find the motivation. The, the money in here, this game, is finding motivation, right? And when we got to, if I could get $270,000, into your pocket, right, inside of the next seven to 10 business days, would you do this deal? Probably, right? He knows it's worth more. We talked about, I established that in retail condition, it might be worth 600 grand. We're making up numbers right now, but I got to tell you, if you were to secure this property for $370,000, knowing that it's worth $600,000, and you were to start calling investors, you could get an assignment fee Easily thirty thousand dollars on this deal, maybe forty or fifty. Okay, my right. best assignment to date was thirty-five grand. Okay, so absolutely, that is a deal if you can get them to agree. But you don't want to get agreement on the phone. That's why I told you, don't worry about closing for the numbers right now. We're pitching very general numbers so you've seen the property. But I wanted to see if if I could, would you? Okay, that's a, a key closing element you've got to learn if you're going to be in this business. It's a very, it's a simple sales tactic. And whether you bought a car or a house or any other major ticket item, when you're in the negotiation, I can promise you, whether you noticed or not, the salesman did something along that route. They said, if this was possible, if I could get your payments on this BMW below $400 a month, would you buy the car? I mean, I like Beamers, man. So, uh, yeah, and I need a sub 400 payment. See what I'm saying? I've solved two of your problems, right? And now you're getting that uh, commitment. This is sales training, guys. And the reason I wanted to do this in role play form is because you need sales training to get this done, right? This is a sales job. And if you're not comfortable with selling, you know, I just, I don't, I don't really think I can do that. This may not be the right gig for you. I'm going to shoot straight with you. Like you have to be a closer and always be closing. ABC. ABC, baby. You know, so you've got to learn that. And the key to learning it is doing what we just did. You, you have to be able to do that banter back and forth. I, you know, pr- I used to practice with my wife all the time. I used to practice with other investors all the time. Get comfortable with that sales script. You don't really know where the conversation is going to go. But if you speak with confidence, if, you get a, if you're kind of going, well, Mr. Seller, sir, I'm, I'm hoping maybe you could. If you might want to sell your house or something, possibly, would you call me? That's not going to work, man. 
And listen, this doesn't matter if you're male, female. I've heard women who can outclose me on a backwards and blindfolded. My <laughs> wife happens to be one of them, okay? Like, I would never go into a sales situation. So don't worry about this if in your day life you're a timid, introverted person, okay? That's okay. This is a role you have to play when you actually get a motivated seller on the phone. It's showtime, Right, and you've got to sound confident. Whether you have that buyer lined up, let's face it, most of y'all as wholesalers don't have your buyers list going just yet. That that's okay. Disregard that. Act as if the great sales trainer Brian Tracy taught us: act as if, act as if you're the VP of the company, act as if you flew it on a Learjet, okay, and act as if you've got 50 buyers who are waiting willing and waiting to buy this property for cash within the next week, if you mentally act as if, you can make a lot of stuff happen. But if you're still wondering if this is possible, then I have not done my job today because it's totally possible. In in one of our recent episodes, we talked about finding deals with no money at all by driving for dollars, right? Just driving around finding it. Now you've got a general schematic on how to encounter that and do a role play session. And when you become part of the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group, we do role playing sessions all the time, totally available to you. Go out and join Foreclosure Deals Coach Insider. Let's set a time where we can do a role play and I'll walk you through what parts of your script are not gonna get the deal done. You know, we're here to help. That's the goal. And by following some basic sales steps, you can make 50, 60, 100, 200 grand a year in the wholesaling business without ever using a dime of your own money. You just have to go out there and apply effort and become good at it. Are you listening, Deal Hunters? Are you out there? Come on, man. Open those ears up. Click on the computer, dealhunter.io. Get PropStream. Go to YouTube. Go everywhere and get to it. That's it. He nailed it. You got, you got to take action. Take massive action to get massive results. All right, guys, that's our show for today. I want to, I, I hope you got something from this. But again, if you're looking to go to the next step, step one, you want to go to dealhunter.io, download the prop stream app. Step two, you want to join the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. It's completely free to join. We ask a couple of quick questions because we want to bring you into the dialogue and discuss the next steps of making you a more effective foreclosure investor. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.